Hey, hey, everybody. This is Damian Mitchell, and you are listening to another episode of Unbiased Opinions with Damian Mitchell. <clears throat> Usually, we start everything off with some music and everything, but like today, if you're listening, man, I got a lot. I got a lot I want to talk about today. Um, a lot of things have happened since the last time I've, you know, you've listened to this episode. A lot of things have happened. I mean, every day, if I could, I mean, I want to get to a point where I can just like shoot this thing out to y'all every single day, but you know, you know, folks got jobs and stuff, man. So, um, you know, I got stuff I got to do, but, um, so let's start everything off. I'm start off. I'm start off with some money. So, um, I don't know if anybody, you know, I don't know how many baseball fans I have out there, but, um, Manny Machado, Manny Machado, Dominican Republic, you know, he's dude, not, you know, not the, the bread and butter, just, Babe Ruth type of baseball player, but the guy is he he is the truth. I will say that. But um, you know, former Dodger, former um Oriole. But long story short, Manny Machado is now a three hundred million dollar man. <clears throat> and for anybody that didn't hear me, that's three hundred million, three hundred million dollars. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, that's eight zeros after the three in his bank account. Um, and I just want people to think about that. And I think, uh, I think, I think I may have chosen the wrong field. Uh, I think I should have attacked baseball a little bit more because I don't think anybody realized this man, Manny Machado is now worth, not even worth, but like this man just signed a 10 year Three hundred million dollar baseball contract. You know what that equates to for a game in one game. This man is making one hundred and sixty five thousand one hundred eighty five dollars and nineteen cents just to swing a baseball bat. But I will say this. If you've ever seen this man play third and short, like I'm telling you, it's it, um. And you realize, arguably the best player in the MLB right now still doesn't even have a team. We're talking about Bryce Harper. And Manny Machado, you could easily say, is second. I mean, you got Giancarlo Stanton, but, I mean, when you think about it, if it's not a strikeout, it's a home run for him. But he's still he's – he's making $325 million, which – Lord have mercy, Jesus, I should have played baseball. But um, <laughs> you just think about it, though. Like, what do you think you could do? Like, I honestly want people to sit down and think what you could do with $300 million. You, Lord have mercy. There are people out here that are just scraping to get $300,000, $30, And this man makes $300 million. Lord have mercy. Mm. Lord, I'm calling on you. I see what you have done for others. <laughs> I see what you have done for others. And I, I know, I, whew, I come to you as humbly as I know how. <laughs> if I could just scratch the surface of $300 million, <laughs> glory, boy, y'all about to make me shout. <laughs> but man, it's it's insane. He like he is right now. He is number three, number three in the largest sports contracts like ever, ever signed. Whew, Lord, have mercy, $300 million. That's insane. But again, I can't say that he doesn't deserve it because I mean, the guy. If you ever seen him play, you would say, like, listen, you know, 
And plus, baseball players already make a stupid, stupid amount of money. I mean, like, who else would – I don't think anybody other than Bryce Harper, that's probably the only other person I could say that would make some money around that much. And think about it. If Manny Machado is making $300 million and he – let's just say he's the second best player in the MLB, just imagine what Bryce Harper could make if anybody has enough money to throw at him in the range of – like $500 million. Let's think about it. How far do you think we are from somebody making $1 billion? Like, they just, I mean, just think, bear, bear with me though. You know, some organizations aren't even worth a billion, but like, just think about how close they are to a billion dollars. And he just made $300 million. And like thing is, he hasn't even played a game for the San Diego Padres. He's got a five-year option. And after that fifth year, he can, you know, basically just pick and choose if you want to play each and every week, each and every year after that. But for $300 million, for for 300 and for $300 million, Damian Mitchell would be swinging for any major league baseball team out there. I don't care how many jerseys. You could throw me in number 945. I will go out there and play. My t- rear end off. I will play it off for three hundred million dollars. And if I'm hurt, oh trust me, I'm I'm out. I am out. There is no like, hey man, you can play through injury. Three hundred million dollars, man. I ain't got to play through no injury. I ain't got to, man. Who y'all about to get me? Who? I'm over here sweating. I'm just mouth getting dry. Three hundred million. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Lord have mercy, Jesus. But let's switch gears a little bit. Um. Let's talk about a little basketball. A little basketball. We had the All-Star game. Team LeBron beat up on Team Giannis. Kevin Durant, All-Star MVP. Um, and just talking about like the first half of the season, you can argue, you can arguably say that there are three people right now that deserve the MVP. My number one, who I think should be MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You also have Paul George. And you also have James Harden. Everybody's saying that James Harden is like, you know, the guy, basically. But I'm I'm not sold on I'm not sold on James Harden just yet. Only because, only because, yes, he has a streak of however long, however many games he's got, like at this point, what 30? Yeah, 32, 32, 31, 32 game streak as far as consecutive 30-point games. But if you check like his stats and everything, outside of James Harden shooting the ball, the Houston Rockets aren't really throwing up many shots. And I just think, I just think it's a little. I feel like everybody's just throwing it on him because he's breaking a record that you know has only been set for Wilt Chamberlain, which I mean that's the only person at this point you can. I mean, he's that's the only person he's basically chasing at this point. Um, but I'm not sold. I'm not sold on James Harden as MVP just because of the way, like, just because of like watching him. I think Giannis. I think Giannis is the MVP because if you sit there and think about the where the where the Milwaukee Bucks are right now, Milwaukee is sitting first on top of the the uh, the East in the NBA. Eastern Conference, he they're they're number one, and like they are legit. I think they are legit because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
The guy's averaging over almost 30 points. He's averaging 27. He's averaging almost 13 rebounds a game. And then he's adding six assists. You realize this man is 6'11". 6'11". And when you watch him play, I believe he has the same dominating, like the domination on the basketball court as LeBron James. The only thing that Giannis doesn't have is a true consistent jump shot, like a jump shot. But the thing is, if he is driving down the lane at 6'11 with the wingspan of a pterodactyl, he's Euro-stepping and putting people on posters. Putting people on, I mean... Absolute post. He when he dunks, like he mean like he means business. Giannis, like I like watching Giannis play. Shooting 58%, best percentage he's had as an NBA player. 58.1% from the field. I, I mean, and half of those are, are dunks. Half of those are dunks. And it's just like what can you do? Like, how do you go against somebody that that big and he's scoring basically at will and also getting rebounds and throwing out some assists? I mean, it's it's insane to be 6'11 with the athletic, athletic ability of that, of like a, a deer. Like, how can you not? I mean, you take away James Harden, just spectacular run. I think Giannis hands down is MVP. But I refuse. I refuse to not throw Paul George in that mix you know him and Russell Westbrook they've been playing together for you know a couple couple years now and it's like it's not like a a one-two punch as like a Dame Lillard compliments CJ McCollum it's literally like Batman and Batman 2 with Robin not anywhere in the equation it's Russell Westbrook and Paul George like it's not a Batman Robin it's a Batman Batman 2.0 because if they're both hot at the same time, Lord have mercy on my soul. You you are out. You are out of options because Russell Westbrook can drop 40, give you 13 rebounds and 17 assists. And it's like 16 of those assists will be to Paul George, who just dropped 60 with a couple of rebounds in there as well. Like it's it's insane to think about how good like they are. Like it's crazy to think about like those two. They play like they just they fit the Thunder mold. Like you can't say it's just Russell Westbrook's team. You can't say that. You can't just say it's Paul George's team. But you realize Russell Westbrook's still averaging a triple double for what the third third year in a row, fourth fourth year in a row, third year. That like think about that, and he's still not the most talked about player on the team. It's because of Paul George. Paul George right now averaging twenty eight points a game, almost twenty nine. Eight rebounds, four assists. Like he's also dropped what 15, 15 40 point games this season. Like I'm again, when you watch him play, he he's a silent, just pure assassin. Because Paul George can step out, knock a three in your face, he can beat you off a dribble. And you just think about everything he had to come through, like during what was that, the FIBA basketball thing? It wasn't even like a true Olympic game. And he had a horrific leg injury. Broke it, like broke, just broke his leg, basically. And they were more worried about, you know, Paul George if he's gonna walk again. Man, came back, came back from injury, hadn't skipped a beat. 
and now he's playing at an MVP type level. Like Paul George, like he's an amazing athlete, like to watch. Like he's he's shooting above forty percent from the three point line. Outside the three point line, I mean he's he's getting it done in in ways that he's always had this in him. He's always had this, and I've always thought Paul George had this in him. And he gets it done on defensive side as well because, you know, he, he's liable to play the passing lanes and get three or four steals a game. He's averaging 2.3 right now, and, I mean, he's long, he's rangy, standing, what, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, 200-some pounds. Like, the guy can – like, he can – he's able to do this, and you realize he's only 28 years old. He's only 28 years old. Like, that's scary to think about. He has, he still has time to keep this thing rolling. Still has time. And, I mean, he's he's gotten OKC and a potential, you know, I mean, that, that Western Conference is, is, is rough. You got the Nuggets. I mean, the Warriors are, is always jazz. You got the Rockets who, I mean, they can get streaky. The Clippers, believe it or not, they, they're, they're – Streaky at times. They can mess around and beat you. And what else? You got the Lakers, even though they're not, you know, LeBron hasn't gotten them to where they are, where they should be, but you can't just put everything on LeBron. LeBron, there's been injuries with everybody. He's been hurt. Lonzo's been hurt. And, I mean, it's 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 tough. It really is, especially as a LeBron James fan that I am. It's, uh, it's tough seeing, like, you know, your GOAT, the GOAT, <laughs> go down the way he's going. It's just like. Bro, you can't. I know you can't do it by yourself. Whew. Like, what? What is it going to take? But I mean, LeBron. Like, to this, and like, like Deontay Wilder. To this day, I will. I will be a LeBron James fan because I mean, it's just what can he do? What can he do? I, I'm not gonna get back on this LeBron James train. But just think about it. Outside, like, who is your MVP out of those three? Out of Paul George, James Harden, and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean. I mean, James Harden is playing just out of his mind as well. Like, it's it's a different breed. And when you think about it, at one time, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, James Harden, who's that? Reggie Jackson up there in Detroit. They were all on the same team. They were all on the same team. The Oklahoma City Thunder, like that young team that went against LeBron James when he was in Miami. They were young. They weren't ready. They were not ready for that. But <laughs> that young team had all them on the same on the same roster at the same time. And now you look at them now. James Harden's out here winning MVPs. Kevin Durant winning MVPs. Russell Westbrook winning MVPs. Reggie Jackson, you know, consistent starter out there in Detroit. Sergi Baca. I mean, he was bouncing around in the league. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure where he is right now, but I know he's with the Magic and I know he was with Toronto. I think he's still with Toronto. I think. But, yeah, James Harden averaging almost 40 points a game, six rebounds, seven assists. But then you think about the shots that he he's averaging almost 30 attempts a game. He's sitting right now at 25.7. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm a, in an, an, I'm not saying I'm an elite shooter. But, man, if you let me pull that trigger 25 times, like, I mean, some of them going to bust. <laughs> and then he's getting to the free throw line and it's – Stupid, stupid rate. The guy's averaging 12 free throws a game. So that's basically what 
That's 12 points right there. I say he misses one. I say that's 11 points right there. So, I mean, he's getting it done on the dribble. He's also getting it done from three. And, like, it's not that I don't like watching James Harden play. It's just I'm not – I'm just saying, like, he's doing – he's doing too much. He's just doing a little too much. But the thing is, that's not going to help them win games. I mean, he can only carry them so far. Like, he's going to need help. He has like he has to get help. But it's tough when Chris Paul, who I still think is one of the best point guards to ever play the game, when he can't stay healthy, I mean, what can you do? P.J. Tucker's not really a threat threat. Then Clint Capella, he's had some nagging injuries here and there. But you have Kenneth Faree, Gerald Green. I mean, they're good quality role players, but you can't ask them night in and night out to give you 20, 30 points a game assisting with, you know, James Harden. But they have the capability to. You also got you got Eric Gordon out there. Eric Gordon, I mean, when he's hot, he's he's one of the deadliest shooters out there as well. But I mean, you there's only so much you can do when James Harden is out there. I mean, he's handling he's handling business, man. I can't I can't deny that he's what he's doing isn't, you know, spectacular, but it's just I'm not I'm not sold on it. Like the streak is cool. The streak is amazing. And it's a tough feat, but it gets to a point where it's like, man, yeah, he scored 40-something points, but they still lost by, like, 27. I'm like, yeah. You know, again, like, I can see why he's the most valuable asset, but is he the most valuable player? I mean, I think if you take James Harden away, Houston's still decent. I mean, they – They've beaten, they've beaten teams without him. Quality opponents, but you take Giannis away from the books. I don't think they're. I don't even think they're a playoff caliber team. But you have, I mean, you have Chris Middleton, who's an All Star. You have Brooke Lopez. You got Eric Bledsoe. I mean, they're not bad players, but I don't think they can shoulder the load that Giannis carries at this moment. Not to say they wouldn't be able to, but you know, that's just. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. And Paul George, like, I mean, I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't be upset if they said Paul George is MVP because he's been playing lights out as well. Like, he's taking the shine away from Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook still averages a triple-double. And that's crazy that we've gotten used to that. You realize that that's un- that used to be unheard of. He used to be unheard of a triple like man, you drop a triple double. He's dropping them back to back to back to back to back games. Like it's nothing. But as he's getting those, you know, 17 points, 13 rebounds, 14 assists, like I said, about 12, 13 of those assists going to Paul George, who just dropped 50. And everybody's like, oh Lord, he he dropped another one. Hey, that's that's the kind of caliber that they're that's the kind of level that they're playing in over there in Oklahoma City. And it's so cool to like watch, like to witness. So, but if I was a if I was a betting man, I would say that Giannis Antetokounmpo is the MVP of the NBA right now. So we're gonna change a we're gonna change a little subject a little bit. Um, for anybody that hasn't heard about you know Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. And also you've heard about R. Kelly, um, the musician, singer. 
Uh, so Robert Kraft, he got her, you know, got in trouble down there in Florida for soliciting of uh, prostitution, and R. Kelly was finally arrested. Um, based off you know the docu series Surviving R. Kelly. If you haven't seen that, I encourage you that you do. Lifetime. Um, but I think these two examples are very, very influential as far as showing you what money can do. Um, it can change people. Think about it. Robert Kraft is worth over $5 billion, billion with a B. R. Kelly, basically millionaire, billionaire. You can say you can say billionaire. The man just changed music as a whole, but yet living just this sinister life. Like little girls, man, 14, 15, 16 years old. I mean, I don't care what you say. If you can go back, if you're not 16, if you're not 14, 15, 16, go back and think about how, how your brain was and how you were wired at like 14 through 17 years of age. And imagine somebody with as much stature as R. Kelly comes up and talks to you and says, like, you know, he wants you not. Like, I mean, you to, like to say that you wouldn't be intrigued, you're lying. Because I like if say if like Beyonce or some tried to talk to me when I was like 14, 15, all I know is Beyonce wants some of this, I'm gonna try to give it to her. That's that's what we're that's what's going through our heads. And then you get into it and you figure out that oh, this man is making me do everything he wants me to do. Like I can't even imagine he he basically like stripped those children, those girls. Out of like they're just regular lives, all because he thought he had power over. Like this is this is the like it's completely disgusting, and you, and like it's so hard because you think like nah, ain't no way like R. Kelly man he sang all these songs and he did all this stuff for music, man. After watching that docu series and seeing this man get locked up, I hope he never sees the outside of of a jail cell. Prison cell, not jail, prison. And it's so sad. Like, it's so sad because, like, I can't say, like, you can't sit here and say that R. Kelly did not make excellent music. Wonderful love songs. I mean, his his artistry is just, I mean, it was on another level. But they always say, like, oh, man, you know, people make mistakes. Nah. 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 People make mistakes, like, Oh man, I ain't mean to cuss you out. You made me mad. I got hot. My fault. You don't lock up little girls in basements and cellars and stuff. And then try to, you know, basically be like, nah, man, that's a lie. Man, y'all know that's crazy. When these women are coming out finally or like finally coming out and like telling their story, it's insane. It's saddening to know that somebody of this caliber could do something just as sinister as this. Robert Kraft, I mean. You know, he's an older man, human trafficking, nothing to be played with. He's 77 years old. He's worth five. He's worth over five billion dollars. Like, come on, bro. Like. I just don't understand what happens when people get we get this like. You tell me you get that this much money that this is what you're going to do. But you got people like LeBron James, 
I mean, I'm I'm always gonna use him as an example. The dude used basketball as a tool, man. Went out there, opened a school for kids. You hear about rappers like giving back. Just think about it. Think about this though. Robert Kraft went to visit Meek Mill in jail, in prison. Talk to him about prison reform. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's not right. You, should, you shouldn't be here. And then he goes down to Jupiter, Florida and, you know, buys a couple hookers. And you, Do you honestly think Robert Kraft is going to spend any time in jail? I honestly want you to think a billionaire. You think he's going to see the inside of a jail cell? It, like, what bond, what bail time or bond time do you think they're going to post for him? Some, like, you think it's going to be something he can't reach? Like, he probably has over a million dollars just in his, like, in his pocket. Well, that's it's sad. It's sad. And it shows that, you know, people people think money can just do whatever. People with money think they can do whatever, man. I just think, I mean, I don't know how people were raised, but like my mom and daddy, I don't care how much money that I make, they raise me better than that. Like I know I'm gonna do dumb stuff, but that is those two, R. Kelly and Robert Kraft, you will never hear Damian Mitchell in the like in the name. In the, in the same category as that, unless we talk about, like, net worth eventually. That's what I'm trying to get to before they, you know, went dumb. But, you know, I'm talking about, like, billionaire, millionaire. That's what I'm talking about. Don't you put me in the category with, you know, prostitution and sex slavery and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Not I. Not I. Not I. But, you know, it is what it is. And let's... <laughs> I, this, this is, actually, this just popped up. I had it in my notes earlier. I was going to talk about it a little bit earlier, but now Colin Kaepernick. Um, yeah, so the NFL and Colin and Eric Reed all settled out of court, and they talked about it was a non-disclosure amount or a confidential amount. But they said it's anywhere between sixty to eighty million. And I read a tweet that said the NFL brought in over fifteen billion dollars in revenue again the nfl brought over 15 billion dollars in revenue and they just so let's just say they like i don't know if it's credible or not but you know i saw adam Schefter say something about us and adam Schefter has yet to let me down when it comes to anything sports um anywhere between 60 to 80 million I don't, I'm not big on, you know, small victories, but you realize Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job, right? I mean, Nike, Nike's still paying him for that endorsement. Um, the NFL just gave him 68. Not to say that he ain't worried about but I think, I mean, I've played football, and everybody has, anybody that's played football, you know, there's moments where you have that, that drive, like, man, I wish, I just wish I could go back and play. And don't you kind of think this is one of those things where the NFL is like, okay, enough is enough. We'll give you what you want and I'll holler at you. I don't think that Colin was technically looking out for the money. He just actually just wanted the NFL to admit that they blackballed him. And I think that the settle outside of court, I think that's, I think that's an example of them blackballing him. They'll just give him some hush money, which I mean, six to eight million, you know, to each his own. Um, 
I mean, it may not, it, it may keep me quiet, but it ain't gonna shut me up. But I show no, I keep my mouth closed for a couple months, a couple, you know, years. But anyway, I don't think that's what Colin was looking for. I think he wanted the NFL to admit that we were blackballing them, which I honestly think they are. The man just wants his job back. He just wants a job. Think about it. That's like a teacher getting fired for asking for more, let's just say, educational freedom. Where, yeah, I may have written that on my lesson plans, but I see like, you know, some kids are struggling and it's not just these kids. There's a lot of the kids are struggling with the same thing. So let's uh, let's make a change and go against the lesson plan. And that's like the principal and the board of education coming to saying, no, no, I don't think so. So they fire. Or let's just say she doesn't get tenured. They don't get tenured that year. So they're left out of a job. And everywhere they apply to, they're like, nah, you still got, you know, you changed the lesson plans that week and you just can't keep doing that. So she decided, so they decide to sue. I say she. Um, as the pronoun, because I mean, you do see a lot of female teachers, but there are male teachers. So I will go back. I will go to using they when um referring to the teachers. Um, don't want any sexist comments or anything. You know, just trying to clear everything up. Let's just say that that teacher goes and sues the board of education. Just sues them for not. And then she goes and explains, like, listen, I was just trying to change my lesson plan because these students were struggling, and I wanted to help them out. Um, not you know, they always say no child left behind. Um, but Say they get out of a job and then this board of education is like, well, we're not going to give you a job back. We'll just give you some money. You can just be quiet. It comes down to it. The teacher's still out of a job. That teacher's still out of a job. That's exactly what Colin Kaepernick's in. And then I heard a report that, that he asked for $20 million to play in the Alliance of American Football. And the Alliance of American Football just asked for $250 million to, like, they needed some more money. But do you know when? They said that they asked Colin when Colin Kaepernick was offered, you know, a con they said he wanted 20 million after he had just won the 60 to 80 million the day before. And then it comes out a report that the Alliance of American Football tried to get Colin Kaepernick. No. Okay, they tried to get him. Why they waited till the day after he got awarded his money for them to say, like, oh yeah, we tried to get him onto the league. No. Nah. That's just people trying to slam him down while the man's on. Like while he after he had just won. They're trying to make it seem like he's greedy, trying to make him greedy. And it's, it, it's sad. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. And I, do I think Colin Kaepernick deserves a chance in the NFL? Yes, I do. I do. And if anybody has a problem with it, you've got my number. You know my podcast. You don't have to listen to my podcast anymore. I, like, all I want is the guy to have a fair chance. Like, isn't isn't this nation built around freedom freedom as we say let freedom ring but then when we exercise our rights to those for certain freedoms oh we need to be executed like you just excommunicate them nope colin kaepernick never again Mm-mm, don't you ever step foot back in an nfl locker room why is he not a is not a u.s is he not a u.s citizen did he not did he did he not have the right to take a knee Oh, that's so disrespectful to the flag and everything. Come on now. 
Come on now. So you're telling me him taking a knee has to do with the troops and all this stuff. I I read that I read on a, a post that one of the a veteran was like, "This is what we fight for for him to be able to take the knee." Boy, I might have to make a special episode about that though, because I feel like I'm a I'm gonna lose a few listeners, and I want y'all to you know stay with me along for the ride. But we uh we reached a, a point. Um, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch sides here. We're gonna talk a little bit about um some music. Um. So I don't know if anybody, uh, truly, I don't know if anybody is excited as I was on February 15th, which is the day after Valentine's Day, but Florida Georgia Line dropped their uh, new album, Can't Say I Ain't Country. And um, and if anybody, if anybody who truly knows me, even if you don't know me, Florida Georgia Line, I've been rocking with them since 2012. I don't care. What anybody has to say, I could. Anybody that knows me knows I have been rocking with Florida Georgia Line since since they scratched the surface, since they came up. I'm talking about here's to the good times that album. I'm talking about the first one, and now to see them reach this superstar level is just insane. I've been along for the ride. So what I did, I, it took me a long time. It took me a long time. I made a top five i made a top five i narrowed it down to five i couldn't this is no particular order but i have my five favorite like my five favorite florida georgia line songs and i'm gonna start with i'm I'm not even i'm not even put a number on them i'm just gonna give you the title of them and i encourage i highly encourage everyone to listen to them highly encourage it you have Island, like, you know, like the islands, like Island by Florida Georgia Line. It's off the Dig Your Roots album. Brian Kelly is the lead, and it doesn't sound like a gen, like you one of those typical, like Florida Georgia Line songs. Like it's different when Brian, when BK is the lead. So that's one of them. Like You Never Had It. That song is on You Can't Say I Ain't Country album. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, this this starting to creep up. The third one I have is Sitting Pretty. That's my go. That is my you cannot have a bad day listening to that song. Another BK led song. Then you got Sipping on Fire. That song, if anything goes out, I'm telling you, whoo. I'm over here sweating now. My mouth over here watering, man. I'm telling you, like Florida Georgia Line, I rocks with them. Those are my boys. I rock with them today. I go back like four flats on the Cadillac with them boys. And then number five, I got Stay. Those are like just my favorite five. I promise you I can go down. I think I have 67. Yeah, I think I have uh, 60, 64. 64 Florida Georgia Line songs on my phone. And out of that 64, I probably know every word to every one of those. No, I'm not even gonna say all 64 because there's one. I, there's two of them I don't really listen to, but like I know the words to them. But 
out of 64 songs, I probably know every word to every, probably about 60 of them with ease. I can just sing them. I can talk to, I can talk them out. Like I can just like, just talk about it. But um, I think next episode, we're going to have a special guest. I'm going to keep that guest a surprise. Um, partly because I don't know who it is yet, just yet. But when they accept, we're going to be, when we find time, when both of us have time, we're going to set up a time and we're going um, to get this thing rolling. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Um, again, I'm sorry I don't have any music, guys. It's just I, I had a lot to get up off my chest. I wanted to talk a lot. I wanted to do more talking on this one. But um, again, man, I just hope everybody has a wonderful day, wonderful night, wonderful morning, whatever. Whenever you're listening to this, I just want you to have a great time. And um, again, stay tuned for episode four. There's going to be a guest. And whatever happens in sports, going to have some pop culture stuff. And hey, we're going to have some fun. Again, thank everyone for listening, and DM6 is out.